most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL week number six. On today's show, we're going to discuss the Thursday night football slate, dive into the week six main slate, and we'll build a lineup for tournaments. Uh, And here to do it with me, one of the top fantasy football rankers and projectors in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better. How you doing, man? Yeah, hanging in there. Uh, Happy to be back. Uh, I I felt like I was just completely out of it over the weekend. I didn't have any action. didn't sweat anything uh so glad to be back and what a fantastic thursday night football matchup again we have this week (laughs) chiefs broncos and we'll get right to that uh but uh, if you haven't left us a a five-star rating and review uh don't forget to do that we'll choose our favorite one each week and that person will win either a free one-year subscription to Action Pro uh, or some Action Network swag if you already have uh, a subscription and you uh, don't and you want the uh, swag instead. So be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. And this week's contest winner is oof, I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce this right. Uh, Fru J C Vodine. I I'm just gonna spell this out. Uh, F R E U J E F J V A U J V D Y G N. Uh, thank you for the rating and review. Please hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. And uh, let's get right into Thursday night football. We got the Broncos at the Chiefs. Chiefs favored by ten and a half. The spread is uh 47 and a half it's been dropping i think it was 50 uh, a little earlier in the week uh, who do you like to have a freak performance in the captain spot uh i'm gonna have to go with jerry judy here uh, you know, I feel like there's a handful of options on the chief side, which makes it tougher to decide on who should be the captain. But, um, you know, I like Judy to potentially have his first big game this season. It's, you know, going to be a potential to pass heavy trailing game script for the Broncos. I mean, they're 10 and a half point dogs. Um, and, you know, he really hasn't had a captain worthy game yet, mainly due to not scoring a touchdown this year. Uh, but he does seem to be fully over his hamstring injury that you know prevented him from playing uh, the first week. So uh, we we finally saw a season high in routes run rate last week at ninety five percent, season high in targets with eight. Uh, so I think that the big game could be coming soon. So that's why I think in this spot, uh, I think rolling with him as the, the captain uh, could be overlooked a bit. So I, I'm going to go with Jerry Judy here. Yeah, I like Judy. I have him uh, with some separation relative to Sutton uh, in my Mm -hmm. ranks. Uh, I think Judy's, you know, underlying metrics have been a little bit better uh, this year. And you're right. He's just not 
not really put it together yet because he doesn't have the touchdown and Sutton does have quite, you know, two touchdowns on the season. But uh, I do think that'll start to turn around and Judy will become uh, the more valuable uh, Bronco receiver. So I like that one. Uh, definitely the game script for it. Uh, I got, speaking of game scripts, I'll go with Isaiah Pacheco here. Uh, he's been playing well lately. He has a touchdown in three straight, 17 or more touches in three straight. Denver, of course, 32nd dead last in run defense DVOA. I mean, wow, that was the Dolphins, but you had the long Brees Hall run last week too. Uh, Kareel Herbert and company ripped off a bunch of big runs uh, in that Bears game. So you just have uh, this defense getting shredded. They're also bottom six in DVOA on passes to running backs. Pacheco's been a little bit more involved in the pass game this year as well. Uh, so like him here, especially with Travis Kelsey a little bit banged up. Mahomes doesn't have to you know, throw for 350, 300, 300 350 plus week in, week out for this team to win now. Their defense is better. Uh, the backfield is better. So uh, I think it makes sense to keep riding Pacheco uh, yep. in this spot. Uh, who do you like for value plays? Uh, so I'm going to go with another Broncos player here. I'm going with Marvin Mims. Um, he's 4,600, uh, which is pretty steep for a guy, you know, typically just running 30% routes run rate, but he's worth every penny on a uh, slate like this. And, you know, last week was definitely discouraging. It looked like his playing time would start to go up. I think he had like a 38% routes run rate in week four. And then it went back down to 29%. Uh, last week, which is kind of where it's been stuck all year. He only got one catch for four yards. But I think that's just a good time to buy low. Like he, He's going to be the ultimate boom-bust player since he sees most of his targets downfield, doesn't see a ton of playing time. Um, and that's why I said, you know, he's one of my favorite best ball-specific wide receivers to target late in drafts because that's just who he is. Like He's going to be a downfield threat. Uh, so this is the time to really – lean in on him uh like i said th- this should be a pass heavy trailing game script so he's the kind of guy that doesn't need that many targets or catches to do some damage especially on a single game slate so i'll have a ton of uh marvin mims i kind of like that he's priced up a bit maybe it's going to shy people away from him i i you know if he was 2k or something you know i might consider fading him but at 4600 i think that's a good sweet spot um has massive massive upside wide range of outcomes but that's that's why i love him for the single game slate here yeah and you know he's probably gonna he returns uh kicks as well so another way right um for him to potentially get into the end zone uh i like justin watson he's only 2200 on dk and this is a guy who on the season he's averaging a 52 percent route participation rate uh over the last three games and we've seen the chiefs uh, snap rates at wide receiver kind of jump around and we've talked about this you know I, this is a team that's just not gonna have a guy play more than like two-thirds of the snaps at wide receiver they're <laughs> gonna mix the six guys in and it's gonna change from week to week depending on the game plan but Watson has been fairly consistent you know him and MVS probably the two most consistent in terms of their uh snap rates and he is the uh, he has the second highest over the last three weeks in terms of his route participation rate, and he's the cheapest of their top five receivers. So uh, like Justin Watson here, he has averaged 20 or more yards per catch in four of his five games. He's got at least 45 yards in four of his five games. He just hasn't gotten into the end zone yet, but 
Uh, he's getting you know deep targets, so he could easily break free uh, for a long touchdown, especially with Mahomes throwing him the football. And against this defense, he is tied for ninth in the NFL with nine targets that have traveled at least mm. 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage in the air. So nine, uh, top 10 in deep targets. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, running more routes than most of uh, the other Chiefs receivers. <laughs> Sign me up for Watson. And on the Broncos side, Adam Troutman, he caught a touchdown last week, and he's been running around on 84% of the dropbacks over the last three games. Greg Dulcich is still on the injured reserve. Kansas City is also 23rd in DVOA against tight ends. Uh, it's one of the few positions they're kind of a little bit weaker towards. You know, they do have, you know, their cornerbacks are playing well. So uh, this could be another game where Troutman uh, catches some balls, especially if Broncos get in a trailing game script. They may have to dump it off some uh, to him. But uh, yeah, Troutman at 2,800, Watson at 2,200 on DK. I think both of those guys are uh, pretty good values. Yeah, Troutman's been fun uh, projecting the past few weeks. Like, right. he was. 80 90 routes right run right wouldn't no catch a ball and then i'm like what the hell do i do with this guy and then last week he finally goes off but uh also uh like justin watson he's who we thought mvs would be in this offense right right <laughs> right where mvs he's like one and two catches for 20 yards a game but watson's like you know two catches for 60 yards uh he's like really turning into that guy that we thought mvs is going to be so yeah absolutely a great play first move game slate and anytime you know the Chiefs are playing because they have this rotation and like you said it's really Watson MBS are the more stable guys and he's consistently seeing those downfield targets so out of those two it's really Justin Watson's the guy we should be targeting absolutely uh who do you like for dart throws do you like darts Ted oh okay I'm more of a you know a cornhole man myself yeah. Um, so I got to go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire here. Uh, obviously I like your Pacheco call for the captain slot. Uh, this is just a fantastic matchup for running backs in general. Uh, but Kansas city should easily win this game. They're probably going to lean on the run a ton, especially if Kelsey's banged up, you know, no reason to have Mahomes throwing it, uh, 35 plus times. So we could just see a run heavy game plan. Um, and it would likely be Edwards Hilaire that would really see the extra work as opposed to. Jarek McKinnon so uh and and it's a short week so they just probably want to limit Isaiah Pacheco since he's such a valuable piece of this offense now um so I think but as Edwards Hilaire should see more work this week uh especially in the second half um so I, I love him as a dart throw here he's averaging six and a half touches on the season but in the Chiefs one blowout win 41-10 over the Chicago Bears a few weeks ago, he had 16 touches. So oh, yeah, yeah. I think that is in the range of, of outcomes here for Clyde Edwards. Ewer. I and mean, this is a, this has been a very bad run defense as, as we've talked about. So uh, yeah, love him as well. Uh, for me, I'm going Brandon Johnson. Uh, you know, he's 1200 on DK and he's the guy, unfortunately, that's been taking time away from <laughs> Marvin Mims. I guess yeah. he's a better blocker, but he's also got three touchdowns on the air. He, one of them was that Hail Mary, but he's got four touchdowns on 14 career catches. So, uh, and he has he has been uh, targeted in the red zone a couple of times. So, you know, there is a chance. And now he's running a route uh, close to 60% of the time. Uh, it really has all season, 55% for the season. Last week, it was up to 61%, which is a season high. So, you know, he's going to be on the field over half the snaps. Could be a blowout. Could just need chunk plays late. 
Um, so a lot of ways for for Johnson to to hit. I, you know, I don't think he should be playing this many snaps over Mims, but what do I know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, when when it yeah. comes to just these single game slates, uh, like so much of his game theory, you've you've said that about these before. It's like you're telling a story of the game. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to the Chiefs running backs specifically, how do you think you'll handle that? Where uh, are you using Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the same lineups where you have Pacheco, like Pacheco yeah. in the captain slot? Where you have Pacheco in the captain slot, and then you still have Edwards Hilaire in the flex, right? Absolutely. And I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't mind even throwing McKinnon in there. I mean, they've talked about this. They like oh, to damn. get all three of them in the end zone to the trifecta. Yeah. So like that's something they aim for and um, you know, at least two. You know, we've seen it with the Dolphins backs. Um, uh, this is a very bad run defense. So right. yeah, I could see, you know, Pacheco could put him ahead early with a couple of scores and uh Quad Evans Alaire could, you know, finish it off late, you know, if they're if they're weeding big. So yeah, I have no problems putting multiple running backs in. You know, that gets you you could go a little bit more contrarian because you know, there's gonna be so many Mahomes to Kelsey stacks. You <laughs> yeah. can fade one or both uh, of those guys, right. you know, if you if you think the Chiefs running game uh, is gonna play, which which I do. Uh so that yeah, that's the way you kind of go game theory. You know, Mahomes could have another game where it's like, you know, Two eight, two seventy, you know, maybe one touchdown. You know that it's not going to, it might not be a, a a massive, you know, blow up spot if the Chiefs are able to get it going on the ground. So, uh, yeah, love the game theory of having at least two Chiefs running backs. Well, I think you just said the big brain play, play all three. Yeah, <laughs> screw I mean, it. No, yeah, because like McKinnon, you know, he's going to get like two touches, two touchdowns. Like that's that's the yeah. Jerry McKinnon couple catches, maybe a goal line score. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They all three could be in the winning lineup. So yeah, uh, yeah, might have might have one of those lineups out there. Yeah, I mean, once once I heard them say that like it's something they actively aim for that that kind of you know especially <laughs> on a a slate like yeah. this like I think you definitely want to target that. Uh, all right, let's jump to the main slate for week six. Uh, who do you like uh, at quarterback? Who you stack it with for the main slate? Uh, so I have a couple stacks I like. Uh, the first one's Gardner Minshew and Michael Pittman, uh, or and or Josh Downs. But Ooh, yeah, Minshew, Downs good. yeah, yeah, especially with Minshew because you know he's essentially min price at five k. I think he's well worth that price tag. Uh, and the Colts are just going to be more pass heavy under him simply because he's not scrambling or running, you know, six or seven more times if Anthony Richardson were under center. So Colts pass catchers get a boost uh, with Minshew under center, uh, mainly Michael Pittman and Josh Downs. Uh, so I don't think you can go wrong with stacking him with uh, one or both of those guys. Uh, plus, it's a revenge game. He's playing the Jaguars. So got to throw that out there. Uh, and then the other stack I like is, um, you know, Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk. It's a, it's a obviously a tough matchup against the Browns. Uh, that's why both players are priced down quite a bit this week. Uh, but the 49ers offense looks unstoppable. This uh, could also be a game where, you know, they're just forced to throw a bit more since it might be a rare game where they're not blowing the team out. So Ayuk's only uh, 6,200. And he looks matchup proof right now. I mean, he looks like one of the best receivers in the game. So again, we could still see, you know, increased volume here, which could offset, you know, the, the lowered efficiency because it is a tougher matchup. So uh, I like going with uh, Purdy and Ayuk here as well. Yeah, I like that, you know, low total game, nice contrarian play. People aren't going to really look at that game because of the total, you know, 
but we've seen every week these the Niners score 30. doesn't matter who the defense is. So, yeah. uh, and now you had the Kittle back big game last week. So mm. it's got to be, you know, Debo or Ayuk, you know, one of those two, I feel like this week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like that, like that a lot. Uh, I like uh, Bryce Young, 5,100 on DK uh, with Adam Thielen at 5,900. Uh, going against the Miami Dolphins. This could be a, a game where the Panthers have to throw a ton. You know, Miami's been putting up points on everybody. And Young, we finally saw him have a high-volume game last week. You know, 242 attempts, 247 yards, three touchdowns, also threw a couple picks. But uh, Adam Thielen, I mean, he is really kind of – I thought he was going to kind of fade <laughs> out here and – I thought, you know, the Vikings got rid of him for good reason, but turns turns out like he's he's like the one good offseason move the Panthers made here. He's averaging 7.6 catches, seven or more catches in each of the last four games. Uh, and, you know, that's been young and Dal- Dalton one game, so it hasn't even mattered the quarterback. So in, in a game where, the Dal- you know, the Panthers could get another – another 40 burger scored on him just like last week. <laughs> I think you could see a similar game script. I think you could see another high volume game for Thielen and, uh, and Bryce Young. And they're super, they're both, you know, Young is super cheap. And Thielen, I think is still too cheap. Uh, he's in my top 25 this week. So love that one. Also on DK, like Josh Dobbs, Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz against the Rams, you know, uh, on the fantasy, on the, uh, on our projections pod, on the Action Network pod, we talked about Zach Ertz and, you know, this Rams defense is 30th in DVOA against tight ends. Uh, they're also, they're top 10 against number two and number, you know, other wide receivers, but they're 15th against number one. So I think Dobbs, Brown, who's you know, only 5,300 and Dobbs is 5,200 and then Ertz is 3,600 on DK. Very affordable uh, triple stack against a Ram team that I think is, can put up a lot of points on this Cardinal defense that's, you know, bottom three against the pass. And on FanDuel, I think Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk makes sense. You know, Lawrence only 7,600, Kirk only 6,700. Uh, I think Kirk has the best matchup going against his zone defense of the Colts. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Jags always beat the Colts down, <laughs> down in Jacksonville. So uh, I'm expecting Trevor Lawrence to have a good game. And uh, I think Kirk has the best matchup. And he's actually priced 300 lower than Ridley. You could, you could double stack him as well. Very affordable double stack. But, uh, Love Kirk the most, so uh, going with Lawrence and Kirk on uh, on Fanduel. Love it, and yeah, the, it's crazy how Dobbs is just stuck at fifty two hundred. I mean, I'll take it. He has so many stacking options. Last week it was kind of a rough game. Uh, yeah, but he still threw cut, He threw two touchdowns though. Uh, only ran for one yard. That's obviously going to change this week. But don't mind him being stuck at fifty two hundred. And how, like, what's the latest with Kyler Murray? Is he coming back anytime soon? I mean, I haven't, you know, I, nothing, like, I haven't heard anything besides the update that just said he wasn't ready yet. And <laughs> I mean, we, we kind of thought this would happen. You know, we didn't think he was just going to come right off, you know, week five, week right. six. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure they're still, you know, they're, well, they have one win on the year. They're still, I'm sure they're still kind of evaluating things. And, yeah. you know, if they can, you know, kind of develop Dobbs as a, a, a nice True. backup while tanking. You know, they just have a lot of options. Like you, you know, you might be able to to to, to uh, trade Dobbs now as a trade piece. Like True. You, you could you could tank, get Caleb Williams, and trade Dobbs, and like Mar- both of them might have value now. So I right. I don't think the Cardinals are in any rush to bring back Murray. The last thing I think they want to do if they're stuck on this one win, especially, is 
you know, get Kyler hurt. Um, right. if, if, you know, just because you, if you're stuck in that win, you, you'd have a chance to, to, uh, you know, to get that draft pick. And I think they got Houston's pick too, right? Uh, I think Houston will win yeah. more games, but yeah. yeah. Got, so yeah, they, I don't, I, I personally don't think we're going to see Murray anytime soon. That's kind of what the reports have alluded to, but, uh, you never know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Okay, who do you like as uh, dart throws on the slate? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Well, I mean, at quarterback, we already talked about him. Dobbs at 5,200. Minshew at 5K. Um, at running back, uh, I love Tyler Algier at 4,600. Um, you know, he ended up seeing more carries last week than Bijan. He had 17 attempts. He's clearly, you know, the Falcons' backup, but... They're the type of team that they have so much volume. Even Algier can get like a starter workload, um, especially in a potential leading game script this week against Washington. So this is one of those weeks where Algier's probably in play as like a cheap option. Um, at wide receiver, I think Kendrick Bourne uh, at 4,200 against the Raiders could stick out like a sore thumb if, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and or Demario Douglas are ruled out this week. You know, both are looking very shaky. Um, Bourne will see a 90% routes run rate if either miss. Uh, and he just has a ton of upside for a guy that's only priced 4200 facing the Raiders. So love him this week. Uh, I feel like we're always talking about the Cardinals. I have another guy for you, Michael Wilson. Love him, yeah. Uh, 5300 Um he has yet to catch a pass this year against man coverage. Um, he has a 2.9 yards per route run rate um, against zone, which uh, which ranks ninth in the league if he were to be qualified. Uh, but the the Rams use a ton of zone, so this is a great matchup for Wilson. He's he's going to be your typical boom bust downfield guy, but this week he's more likely to boom. So uh, love Michael Wilson this week, especially since people might be off him last week after his dud. Great time to buy low again on him. And then, yeah, like like you said, Zach Ertz um, at 3,600. It's it's a really weird week at tight end where there's not many good cheap options. Like K. Dutton's only $400 less than Ertz, but why would you spend down when you could just get Zach Ertz at 3,600? So it's like Zach Ertz is probably as low as I'd go at tight end. And I, I'm the guy that loves going dumpster diving at tight end. It's the position where you could easily get you know, just a cheap touchdown and you got like a GPP winner, but Zach Ertz is probably the lowest I'd go this week. And he's just a steal at 3,600, two games in a row now, 80% plus routes run rate. So um, again, it's a really bizarre week at tight end where that's, that's probably the cheapest I'll go. Yeah, actually I I have a guy that's a uh, hundred dollars cheaper than I like. Ooh, tight do end. Tell. Logan Thomas. Uh, oh he's yeah. 3,500 <laughs> at Atlanta. 78% yeah. route participation rate in his three healthy games. Uh, and remember, he got cracked on that touchdown catch in, in that other game, and he had to leave. But he's averaging four and a half catches, 46 yards, and he's got two touchdowns in four games. Atlanta's allowing the second most fantasy points to the tight end position, the third most targets per game at nine, uh, tied for the second most catches per game, just over seven, uh, the fifth most yards to the position. Uh, per game at 63 and uh, they're top three in, in, in touchdowns allowed with three. So Atlanta has not been very good against tight ends. <laughs> Thomas has been uh, very good and uh, has been kind of one of really Sam Howell's favorite target. You know, he's getting targets down the field, you know, end zone, 
uh, all over the place. So that's kind of why we haven't really seen, you know, Dotson or McLaurin really take off this year because, you know, Thomas is kind of eaten into to both of their target shares. So I uh, like him at uh, at tight end. At running back, Chuba Hubbard's 4,300. I think this game, again, you know, for the Panthers are just all very cheap against this Dolphin team that, you know, they could put up 40-plus, 50-plus even, uh, and then you're just going to have a lot of passing to do to, to make up the deficit. So uh, Chuba outsnapped Miles Sanders last week, 34-33. He's had double-digit touches in three or five games this year, 16 two weeks ago, 10 last week. Uh, and he's the... He's probably going to be the preferred passing down back. You know, Sanders has been getting more passing game work. But again, you know, their their usage kind of converged to a 50-50 split last week. And I think Chuba is the better pass catching back. Um, so like his matchup and he's just, you know, Sanders really been struggling. Um, another silly running back contract. So uh, like <laughs> yeah. Chuba, uh, this Dolphin D is, you know, bottom 10 in DVOA, bottom 10 against the run, bottom 10 against the pass. So uh, I, I like targeting the Panthers. DJ Chark as well at wide receiver. He's 4K, 100% of the routes last game. Uh, oh, so that's over 40 routes and didn't come off the field because um, Bryce Young, I think, had 42 attempts. And uh, 96% route participation rate his last three games, averaging three catches for 52 yards and has two touchdowns in his last three. So uh, I think it's a good matchup. Miami playing the lowest rate of zone in the league. And you know, Chark, he gets kind of lost in the mix uh, against zone coverage on this team. He's fifth in targets and and catches against zone. So uh like that Miami kind of mixes in some, you know, match coverages and some man. Uh, I think that's where you're going to see Chark uh, do some damage. Uh, and then a couple more. Curtis Samuel, 3,700. I'll, I'll target all these cheaper Washington guys because Samuel has been just as productive really as McLaurin and, and Dotson, you know, five plus catches in three of his five games, 50 or more yards in four or five games. So uh, I think it's some nice leverage uh, on, you know, some of those other guys that are probably be a little higher owned. And also don't forget about Brandon Powell. He's min priced. Mm. He's probably going to get like a 60, 70% routes run rate in this game because the Vikings could go more two tight end with, with Josh Oliver, mm. but Anytime they go three wide, Powell's going to be that third receiver. He's going to, you know, so um, he's been a guy that when he's on the field, he tends to get targeted at a high rate. And he can also take some of those gadget plays. You know, we saw uh, Deontay Hardy have a couple downfield targets last game. I think Powell's kind of a similar play, you know, return man, gadget guy, can take some jet sweeps, uh, but can also go downfield and can can uh, catch some bubble screens and, and do that. So uh, like Powell at min price. Because, you know, people probably be on Addison, Hawkinson, yeah. even Osborne. I think Powell will be the guy that's that's forgotten in that passing game. And if, if the you know, let's say Cousins only throws one touchdown and it goes to Powell, or Powell Ooh. can also catch like five balls, uh, or, you know, for like 50, he 60 run yards or something. A touchdown. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of ways. <laughs> At min price, I'm definitely going to have some uh, exposure to Powell. I think that's, you know, I don't know exactly what his route rate will be, but I can't see it being lower than like 50%. Uh, and it might, it, it could very yeah. well get into, you know, the 70s or 80s if they continue to go 1-1 uh, uh, a lot. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, how, how many receptions are you projecting for him? That's the question. I, have, that I, I actually have him at, like, I think I'm at four. 
Uh, 3.7, 3.7. Yeah. 3.7. Yeah. Before I made any adjustments, I am like 4.7. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he gets targeted at such a high rate. But when, when he gets more playing time, that's obviously going to go down. Got to go he's, down. Yeah. He's probably going to take, like, Addison's kind of taking over the Justin Jefferson role. He's probably taking over the Addison role. So I think he could run easily 75% routes run rate. So what I did was I elevated Nikhil Harry. Uh, yep. Just to take some looks away. But if I didn't, like, he could easily catch four or five balls, if not more. So, yeah, I'm in price. Uh, it, it, I do agree. I think he's going to be overlooked. So, especially on a, a full PPR site like DK, he's definitely a sneaky play. Yeah, and he, you know, Jefferson got hurt last week. Powell ran 17 routes. I believe Harry ran one. So, like, you know, oh, it, yes. you know the Vikings really haven't been – uh, a team that digs deep, you know, they don't really play their backup receivers much. So if Powell's a wide receiver three, he's probably just a wide receiver three. Like it, <laughs> right. right now I have him getting like, it's like 60, 30, you know, doubling up Harry, but I could easily see Powell getting like, you know, 75, 80 and Harry getting like one Zero. or two snaps. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah exactly. If anything, just yeah, with some any... more Josh Oliver, maybe some more That's, Josh yeah, Oliver, Johnny Munt and Josh Oliver getting more work, but yeah, Nick like Hughes no is active for once. Yeah. Yeah, like literally yeah. just three wide receivers running routes. That's it. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, Powell, I mean, yeah. he And this year he's a 33% uh, target per route rate. So, I mean, obviously that's going to. Yeah, that's, that's Tyreek level. But that's obviously just, he, he's just out there probably getting a design screen or something. Yeah, but for his career, I mean, the last, you know, 2022, 24%, 2021, 19% uh, on, you know, yeah. over uh 130 plus routes in each of those years so i mean he's a guy that you expect somewhere you know upwards of 20 percent uh and there's yep. no justin jefferson who was just a massive target hog. so <laughs> right yes hawkinson yes addison osborne but like there's still targets to go around and yep. yeah i think powell is the kind of the nut here um because he's gonna be a, a little bit overlooked so i uh, love him uh, yeah let's, let's uh let's build uh let's build a dk lineup uh, let's kick things off with, uh, Raheem Mostert. I think they came out this pricing before we knew a yeah. was out. So Mostert's only 6,400, uh, sign me up for that. Oh yeah. I'll grab me some, uh, some Zacherts at tight end at 3,600. Uh, well then I'm going to get this guy before you do. I- I'm going Christian Kirk at 5,400. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Sticks <laughs> good, out like a sore thumb. That, that looks like this, the sweet spot at wide receiver this week. There's quite a few, uh, values in that range. Yeah, yeah Kirk, Michael 50, Thomas, Marquise Brown, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nico. Yeah. Addison. Ooh, Addison. 5,700. Let's do it. Damn it. Why do I even have to put a spotlight on that range? Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll stick there. I'll go with Marquise Brown at 5,300. Yeah. Like, like, love the, I mean, we didn't even talk about uh, Democrado, the running back, who's oh, yeah. probably going to start. Uh, yeah, like Keontae going on IR. Ingram might be out too, so it could be yeah. the, the Mercado show. Who's yeah? He's legit good pass catching back. Yeah, you know? he's gonna. I mean, he's been playing the pass downs over. Yeah, Ingram and Connor for yeah. much of the year now. So, uh, yeah, like him. Okay, let's see. Ooh, gotta go back to Adam Thielen at fifty nine hundred. Nice seven plus catches in each of the last four, and another big uh, deficit. Sign Where do up. you, uh, I think I have like five and a half catches now. Uh, let's see. And it's, yeah. it's getting up there. Yep. 5.5 5 catches, 57 yeah. yards. Yep. 
de- he deserves it. Um, ooh, I, quarterback. There, there, I think there's some really good values in that 5K range, but how about Matthew Stafford at 6,100? Let's go with him. Love it. I'll go... Give me some Travis Etienne at 7,100. <laughs> uh, I was going there next. Yeah, that's... <laughs> well, you already have Kirk, so I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure, but... Oh, I don't figured. care. Give me all the Jaggers. But yeah, Jag. Etienne. My, my uh, under, I think it was 950 and a half rushing yards is not looking good right now. I thought, uh, <laughs> if anything, Big Speed would eat in his early down work. Big Speed's week one fumble, basically. Uh, I think I lost that, but yeah, that bet isn't looking good. Um, oh, the, I'll go with uh, Alvin Kamara then at 6,800. He's right Love there it. for me. They got to him in both lineups last week. I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> loved it. You know, I mean, he's just, he was just like, last week it was tough running back value. This week, at least right. there's options. I will take the Philadelphia Eagles B, 3,800 against the Jets. Got to get some oh, damn. <laughs> Eagles against Zach here. Not a, not a bunch of, uh, not really a, any cheap defenses I love. So I figure right. I'd get defense before you yeah, that's a good one. take the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn. Uh, I'll round out my receivers here. I'll I'll go with Ayuk at uh sixty two hundred. Right. And Miles Garrett. I mean, he, he. I think he's expected to finally have that buy, but he was in a walking boot. Imagine if he's out. I mean, like the Niners, his defenses almost don't matter with his team. Yeah, they were able to hold you know Micah Parsons to a certain extent. Just uh, that scheme is so good. So yeah, I mean, give me Ayuk at the discount because obviously it is a. Tough matchup, but Ayuk should probably never be below 7K ever again this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, let's go Kyron at 6,500. Nice. Running back, another top guy in my top five. That's there's, yeah. a, there's a, quite a few. Yeah, like I love running back this week. Just in oh, general. Oh, yeah, there's so many options. Yeah. Especially up top. Usually, you know, they're they're too overpriced, but not this week. They're, they're, all, they're all worth it. Uh, even McCaffrey at 9,500, worth every penny. Oh man, I I just need to get defense out of the way. I don't even know what the hell to do here. I mean, do I pick on Sam Howell or Bryce Young here? That's what I'm contemplating. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but it's like the Dolphins' defense is like so right. like thirty five hundred like... seems dirty <laughs> for that defense. Yeah, I don't like. I like the matchup, not the defense. Um, I guess I'll go Falcons here. Don't love it. Yeah, but like it's that's defense. sneaky. It's just it's defense. Like yeah, it's unpredictable. And yeah, like you, there there aren't like many good cheap options. Like no no one like Browns are twenty two hundred, which is absolutely insane until you realize that they're playing the Niners, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll be a they're interesting contrarian option, but I just I yeah mean, the Niners. Yeah. If the Cowboys couldn't do it to the Niners, I'd right. <laughs> and I would I, just, I would wait until like their confirmation that Miles Garrett's playing right. I'll go Joe Mixon at sixty three hundred for the flex. He's been <laughs> he's been getting like he's got getting like ninety percent of the backfield carries. Yeah, got stonewalled at the goal line like eighty seven times last week. But <laughs> love the underlying usage. Uh, he's still catching passes. Got tw- twenty nine touches last week. Sixty three hundred. You can't at home favorite. Can't do much. Added play than that. volume against the Seahawks. I was oh yeah, so, I forgot about that. I was that. laughing. Yep, yep. So I have him. I was. uh Seeing how much money I would have for tight end if I took Mixon in my flex, so that's <laughs> that's why I was laughing. Uh, I would have had thirty nine hundred. So, oh man, but yeah, he's he sticks out like a sore thumb next to Mostert in that price range. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with 
Uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just take a tight end. I mean, I have the Falcons defense, but I don't care. I'll I'll still take Logan Thomas thirty five hundred again. Well, you already took Zach Ertz, but it's a really weird week at tight end. But yeah, I, I do like Thomas in that price range at thirty five hundred. Yeah, Thomas is definitely if you Ertz and Thomas, that's like a nice little sweet spot. Yeah. I think I'll go Curtis Samuel thirty seven hundred to round out my receiver core. Nice. So I have I have sixty seven hundred left. I'm really deciding between Kenneth Walker and DJ Moore. Uh, I love both. I love both. And yeah, Walker plays the Bengals. Who again? I pointed out that they. I think they're still thirtieth in DVO against the run, which is bizarre because they're a good defense. Uh, DJ Reader's healthy. I don't get they're, it, but I think you, you might be right. The safeties. I mean, it's right. Uh, the Bengals are. I think there's. They're like last in explosive runs allowed. I think that's they've been giving up a. Let's see, where are they? They just are like, just chunk plays, like yeah, yeah. They're they're dead last. Yard runs. The oh, I, I do explosive. Of... So uh, no, they're not. Not wait. Yeah, yeah. They're thirty second. So I, I do explosives as uh twelve yard runs and sixteen yard passes. So yeah, they they're dead last in uh in allowing them. Correct. Like they're uh, allowing them at a higher rate, not preventing them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 13%, 13.1% allowed explosive runs. 19 explosive runs on the season is a league high. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Um, And, I mean, DJ Moore is just going nuclear right now. Uh, Really hard to bet against him. (laughs) I think, um, uh, I mean, just running backs have a little bit of a higher floor. Uh, so, I mean, I'll go Walker here, but it's close. I mean, could easily go DJ Moore here if you have 6,700 left over, but I'll go Walker. <laughs> nice. Cause I am going Justin Fields. So now, now oh. you can't, uh, <laughs> nice. you can't, you can't uh, attach yourself. Yeah. But, his uh, main yeah. target, him and Komet. If I, if I have one of those, I'm really plugging you, uh, plugging <laughs> your Justin Fields play there. <laughs> With recut your lineup, what do you got? So I I went Matthew Stafford as my QB uh, for my running backs. I went with Raheem Mostert and Alvin Kamara. At wide receiver, I went with Christian Kirk, Marquise Brown, Brandon Ayuk. At tight end, I went with Logan Thomas. Uh, Flex, I went with Kenneth Walker. And my defense is the uh, Falcons up against the Commanders. I got Fields at quarterback, 7,300 against many uh ETN 7100 at running back against the Colts, Kyron Williams 6500 at running back against the Cards. Wide receivers are Thielen at 5900 at Miami, Addison at 5700 at Chicago, Samuel 3700 at Atlanta, Zacherts is my tight end 3600 at the Rams, Joe Mixon at home against the Seahawks in the flex for 6300 and the Eagles defense at Zach Wilson and the Jets, 3,800. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this week's Fantasy Flex Fantasy Preview episode. Be sure to check out our Night Shift episode, which will drop on Friday. We'll break down the London uh, showdown slate and the Sunday night Giants-Bills, Monday night chargers Cowboys DFS slates uh, as well. London game is Titans and the Ravens. Uh, and of course, our player projections episode is out now over on the Action Network podcast channel. That's where we go through our 
top ranked players at each position, guys we're high and low on, and uh, throw out some props as well. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyWeb.com for our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon, and we're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.